Welcome to Take a Wonder with Shebs, the show that features some of the biggest travel bloggers, TV and radio personalities and journalists from all around the world. Each show aims to take my guest on a wonder and uncover topics that may not be discussed on their platforms or in the media, whether that's the state of travel blogging and journalism as it is today, or whether there's enough diversity within the industry. Perhaps what impact technology and social media have had on content creation, or in general the impact of current affairs on the industry. I also try and find out the journey behind each individual's success, as this is more important to me than the actual travel. My talk today was aired back in June 29, 2020 on my YouTube channel, and I spoke to Sharon and Mike Cassidy. Sharon and Mike were expats living in Dubai. They are Kiwis with two daughters and travel as much as they can as a family. They discussed with me what it's like to travel as a family and how they are looking to do this on a full-time basis. Hi Sharon and Mike, thank you for joining me. Uh, how are you guys? Yeah, all good. Good. Good, good, good. How is, uh, how's Dubai? Hot. Yeah, it's, hot. it's getting warm. Uh, yeah. The summer's definitely on its way, if not here already, so yeah. yeah. See, you've had the full quarantine in, in Dubai. What's Dubai been like? Uh, lockdown, it started in, I work in education, I'm a teacher, so it started for us end of February and obviously we were in full lockdown by sort of like mid-March, I think it was. Yeah, I had a look at it the other day because I had, for some reason, I need to look at it. I think it was about the 23rd of March. Yeah. We full lockdown, but I mean, full lockdown, I was fortunate enough that with what I do, we kind of were covered under an exemption through construction. So I worked okay. through most of it. I uh, just had to organise a few permits. There was a bit of a hiccup every now and then, just trying to reassess on what we could and couldn't do. But, I mean, for me, work-wise, we've been able to work through parts of it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, hard to say. It also comes into summer, so normally this time of year it does get a little bit quieter anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure other people within Dubai, everybody's sort of going through different, you know, Different stages. We're fortunate enough that we've got a, a villa, so it's got a little bit of dirt outside. So for the first part of it, we kind of spent most of it outside. I mean, we're having breakfast, lunch, and dinner outside uh, before it got too hot, so yeah. wasn't too bad. Oh, hey, hey, hello. That's Saf, the eldest. So that's one of the, one of the girls you've got, and you've got another yeah. daughter, don't you, as well? Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's hiding out in the bedroom somewhere at the moment. And yeah. um, they're both uh, what ages? Seven and five. Oh, so they're at a yeah. good age now, aren't they, where they can understand yeah. everything? And, yeah. Um, Someone's heard that she hasn't heard before, so that's... Oh, hello. 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 How are you? Are you okay? Good. Good, yeah. good, good. Well, I'm going to ask you, Mummy and Daddy, about how they both met. I don't know whether you've heard this, but where, where did you guys both meet? Uh, so... We were um, obviously working in a childcare centre in New Zealand and uh, working on a building site next yeah. door. I was doing okay. my building printing at the time um, in my hometown of New Zealand, which is Mount Monganui, so like a, I want to say a small beach town. Yeah. Probably not so small these days, depending on who you're asking. But, yeah, so. yeah, we met there and um, we started kind of, I suppose, dating in... Um, obviously many many years ago started dating in the town and ended up moving in together and before long we were kind of thinking about what was next travel plans and things like that and 
um, I'd always wanted to come to the Middle East. It was always kind of something, a journey that I'd wanted to explore. And um, yeah, I, I headed over, started a job, and then Mike followed a year later. So I kind of got the, I suppose, the kind of like the lifestyle started. We got our home, we got friends and things like that. And then a year later, Mike followed out. So yeah, so met in my hometown. And that was probably another four years before you then decided that maybe time to have a look at something else. Yeah. I got by for a year without it. <laughs> and then it was a, a couple of months home for a quick wedding. Yeah. A quick honeymoon, which was a, a very quick trip to the far north of New Zealand, which rained the entire time in a camper van. I'm in there. So that was, that was us. Yeah. So you... Obviously, this was around about 15 years ago, if I'm right in turn. Yeah. 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 I moved over to Dubai in 2007. And I came out in 2000, into 2005. In 2005. So it was a couple of, couple of years uh, that you were apart. And, yeah, just over. Uh, just over a couple of years. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. so how did... Did the traveling... Was it you moving away for the first time? Is that how traveling started for you or...? I um, grew up with my mum and dad in Papua New Guinea for three years. So oh, wow, kind of okay. expat lifestyle and um, probably that's where the seed was planted perhaps for us taking on an expat life. Then um, when I was 16, I moved to Honduras for a student exchange program. So oh, spent wow. one year there and that was obviously where I kind of felt like I'd um, discovered who I was and what I wanted in life. So New Zealand was, you know, don't get me wrong, I love New Zealand and it's home, um, but it's it's a very small place and it's very, very, very far away. And we wanted to see the rest of I wanted to see the rest of the world. And Mike, fortunately, was happy to join that that train. So, all right. Yeah. And, and for yourself, Mike, was it was it from an early age, or was it the influence of of Sharon? Um, I'd always liked the thought, I think, of travel, but never really sort of found someone else that was keen on doing it. Um, mm. I mean, I, I, obviously when we met, I was a year into my builder's apprenticeship, so it could have quite easily have been finished my building apprenticeship, get a job and sort of stay home. Um, obviously, being in the South Pacific, yeah, Australia is close to your doorstep, the Pacific Islands are there, but any large move from there is obviously quite expensive and, and not necessarily something that a lot of people, well, a lot of people, uh, in fairness, a lot of people we do know have traveled yeah. a fair bit, but it wasn't necessarily on my cards. Um, but yeah, Sharon definitely has a massive influence on, on what we ended up doing, which has been awesome for me because ultimately I just kind of pack the bags and kind of travel along behind and get, you know, as long as I know the dates and can put in for my holiday leave, I'm years ago lucky I guess when it comes to that part of it. We did have we did have a couple of trips together though. So before um the Middle East kind of came into it, we went to Tonga with my family. Okay. Uh, there was a family connection to Tonga so we went there and then we went to Fiji together, just the two of us. And I think probably that's that yeah, that was for you maybe yeah. where you could see further travel playing a big part of our life. In the early days in Dubai, we explored locally a lot. Okay. So some of our big trips were... We did sort of, um, yeah. Jordan. Spent a fair bit of time in Sri Lanka. There was mm -hmm. a couple oh, wow. of trips. We are fortunate enough that Sharon's um, boss and very good friend had a um, had property over there. So that obviously definitely helped. 
Um, so we had a home base and we could kind of branch out from there. Um, but then, yeah, like Sharon said, the Middle East for the first couple of years, uh, Jordan, a dive trip through to Egypt. Yeah, skiing in Lebanon. That was oh, a good wow. um, trip. We got to see a lot of Lebanon on that trip, actually. Um, and then sort of into Europe as well, we went, and we'd never been to the UK, so we went and kind of spent a little bit of time there. Um, Spain, France was lovely. That was France. That trip was when we found out, of course, obviously we had a little one in the wings, but yeah. we hadn't arrived yet. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was mainly around the Middle East, I guess, mm, quite, yeah. quite, quite, like, quite, Oman. quite local. Oman. Oman's one of my favourite places to visit. Yeah. yeah. Each place can change you in, in, in certain ways, but the historical side of things, what, what was it that appealed to you? Was it the cultural, the people, the food? What was it that sort of appealed to you both? All of the above for me. All the above. Yeah. The, the, okay, speaking personally for me, I love Jordan. Jordan's one of my favorite, was yeah. my favorite place to visit. And I, I think it's the history. Um, it was a very outdoors trip for us. We spent a lot of time um, hiking, walking. Um, we didn't go to sort of like the coast too much. We just spent a lot of time in the mountains walking. And like in Petra, for example, there were three days where we were just walking around and honestly, like completely off the beaten track. There were no tourists around. Yeah. Meeting people like that were semi-nomadic, I would say. Um, and just stopping for a, a cup of coffee or a cup of tea I think it was a cup of coffee or whatever it was and you know just the I suppose the generosity the um the friendliness the level of friendliness I that's what I loved about Jordan and and the landscape like it's so vast you've just got um I, I think you look at the mountains and you look at the 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 geography and you just think how like you've so many questions so yeah me, as far as kind of the reason for which place, I don't necessarily think the food, the culture. I mean, I think it, it's the same with Sharon. It kind of is all of the above, and then just basically being open to whatever comes along on that trip. I mean, again, with the trip in Jordan, I think the other nice thing about it was just so easy. Um, you know, we, we decided that we'd pick up the rental car just outside of a mum, just so we didn't have to have hustle and bustle. But from there, it was just so easy to get around. Mm -hmm. And you could take it at your own pace. I mean, we had a couple of things that were semi-booked, but then whatever happened in between kind of happened in between. So, um, yeah. You, see, you mentioned rental cars there. I actually did a... I went to Jordan and did the exact same thing. I hired a car and it was, uh, I think, the first day uh, that I went on like this. I was in Oman. Um, did you have you driven in Oman where it's so hilly? Oh, it was ridiculous. I didn't even think we went to Oman. We flew in and we got Madab Madaba. Yeah, we went to Madaba. Okay, and we got a car straight out, and then the only other time we kind of went anywhere near was when we got the flight out. So was it difficult driving in? The oh, it, it was. It was. Just imagine, for, for example, the rush hour where it's like four or five o'clock. It's meant to be two lanes, and there's about four cars in in two lanes, and you you, you worry about because I'm obviously driving in the UK. You, you know, there's no such thing as yeah. people cramming you, but literally there was like hundreds of cars trying to get through, but you, you just manage. You, somehow you manage to do so, and then mm. the big, the scariest part was I think for me it was scary, but for, for the locals driving it probably wasn't. Where I was 
on the highway or, or the motorway, as you call it, um, and I was in lane and nowhere two cars came at me like that. And it was just like, and I thought they were going to hit me. And then I sort of beeped and they just sort of, the guy behind uh, who went in front of me was like gesturing and saying, uh, what's wrong with you and stuff. But yeah. it, it, it was obviously it's not, not something that I'm used to, but that's, it was really scary. I, I thought to, I'm driving at like 17 miles an hour thinking, I'm going to crash into these guys, but that's, that's how they drive. And it's, yeah. I don't, I mean, it was an experience. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone that's not driven outside of their country where there's road, you know, um, road uh, instructions and stuff and there's rules, but it's an experience. It's what do you think of Petra and the Al-Kazna, the, the temple? We, this, we this is 10 years ago now too, so it's kind of going back a fair way, but, um, we we had a mission that we would get there before everybody else. So we left, I think it was like at the moment the, the area opened, we went straight in. Yeah, and we were there. We, I mean, the, obviously the as the moment you kind of walk around through the, the walkway and into that amazing big space, then it's phenomenal. Um, but then we moved on pretty quickly from there and then went to explore the other areas up in, in the mountains. And that's where we did a lot of the trekking. We kind of, when we looked at what we were going to do, it was literally get down, spend the night, spend the day, and then get on back out because we then had um, the next set of accommodation booked. So kind of like because of that limited time period. But it was the way we kind of had a look at the itinerary. I think, again, with Petra, we sort of thought three or four days, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. After two days of doing Petra, we actually decided to take the day off and backtracked on ourselves to somewhere that we'd seen on our drive down mm. um, and then did that trek that day as well. But, I mean, yeah, as far as getting around, I think the other thing, the thing is that if you do a little bit of exploration around it before getting there, there's obviously so many different paths you can take. So if you do have a couple of days, yeah, do the main sort of walk, tick, whatever boxes you wanted to tick. And then from there, maybe have a look at a couple of the other routes and tracks you can do for a different perspective. Whilst you were traveling, you found out that you were pregnant with your first child. And mm. so were you planning it or was it just one of those no. things? Yeah, we were. Yeah, we, were, we planned it. We, um, yeah, we just thought it was the right time. We were also traveling at the time because we were going to a wedding. Yeah. So we kind of piled in that trip around someone else's wedding. Um, yeah. So yeah. Kind of slightly different edge to the wedding for you. But France with no cheese yeah. and no wine. <laughs> Does travel have an impact on your on your love life, um, on relationships? It's obviously amazing that you guys both met and uh, you know you're both into traveling and doing things together. My concern sometimes is when I, if I got with someone, and it's probably why my relationships have sort of never worked, is mm. having that person that's going to do the same, or has the same sort of, um, I'd say, outlook in life. And then the other issue is, for me, in my mind, is let's say if I had kids, would that stop my traveling for good and stuff? So when you were planning having kids, was it definitely going to be part of, Traveling was definitely going to be part of your life, or did it just sort of think, right, let's see how it goes? I honestly don't remember thinking, or never even kind of coming into my mind, you know, sort of like dawning on me that it might stop our travel. I think we just naturally assumed that it would just things would continue yeah. as normal. Mm. Um, obviously, when we first had each of our babies, we didn't travel a lot in that first year. 
Um, although I'm saying that I travelled with a four-week-old back to New Zealand and that was a pretty long trip. But, you know, we didn't do those those trips to new places and things like that. So, no, it, it didn't, it never for a moment for me was a, a question of one or the other. I mean, I don't think having the kids or even thinking about kids or when, when obviously after we've had the kids to, that it would ever affect our travel. In fact, it's probably pushed that a little bit further because we kind of also realised that, I mean, and again, one thing we have learned is that things are always up to change, but obviously also the start of having the kids is at what point would you like to be in a place that you then settled down and the kids then need to have a schooling environment. Mm. Um, so we also kind of thought that maybe the start of the kids, if it's going to change anything, it may give us a time frame of when we might need to be to wherever home it ends up, just because of their, maybe more their high schooling uh, than yeah. anything else. But at the same time, with how things have progressed in the last few years, that even itself could, you know, could be questionable and whether or not that even actually has to happen. Um, so, yeah. And I think one of the things I've learned is that, you know, with all of these families that do travel around the world with children, Mm. Um, there's a huge opportunity for learning in the environments that you're currently in. It doesn't necessarily mean that they need to go through the schooling system, so to speak, um, to get to get an education. So, um, yeah, there's probably the, the biggest pull for us um, that would bring us back to New Zealand or bring us back to home would probably be family, just, you know, cousins yeah. and grandparents and things like that. Like, there's got to be things that you can't do in you know, you, you can't do that you were able to do prior. Obviously, lots of hiking. Uh, I'm assuming a lot of the kids and stuff. You can't really do dangerous stuff. Um, how does it sort of, how do you sort of plan it? Do you plan it for yourself or do you plan it with them? Or how, how does it work? We kind of take it as it goes. I mean, for example, we've obviously taken them on ski trips. Um, and kind of before we went, we're just looking into maybe ski schools. So at least there's a period of each day where the kids are with someone else that we can then shoot off and maybe, you know, explore a little bit more than what we could have with the kids. Um, again, looking in advance of whether or not you can find um, a babysitting service. So again, if we wanted to go for a dive for a day that maybe we're not allowed the kids on the boat with us, then it's having that service there. It's probably doing a little bit more homework. But I mean... Do you know one thing that I do... Um, look for an accommodation now is probably people that are not big hotel chains or anything like that people where they're sort of like small family run not, not even just family run but smaller like airbnbs and smaller mm. kind of unique boutique style hotels where i can go listen i'm that i trust this person that's organized our accommodation and maybe they'll be able to help us with the babysitting service as well in most cases they can um we took, uh, like, we went uh, to Uganda last year oh, and yeah. we wanted to see the gorillas. Um, but yeah, my 40th. That obviously meant we needed, we couldn't take the girls trekking up into the forest, so we needed yeah. to get um, care for that. So we actually took the girls with us and my mum came along. We went to okay. Zimbabwe and left yeah. them in Zimbabwe with my mum, who has a friend there, and then we went off for um, like four or five days so there's kind of things like that as well where we can we've traveled a lot with granny uh fortunately granny is quite up to a bit of travel from time to time so every now and then she'll uh sort of get in touch and ask where we're heading next year and um sort of see which ones she might want to uh come along on so that certainly helps both have got sort of stable jobs and you can travel um 
do you have to sacrifice things within your social domain to sort of do these things or is is it with your jobs you're able you're lucky enough to sort of still travel and you know and live a family life um probably uh, working in education I've got a pretty flexible kind of job I just know that I need to take all trips and annual leave and things like that needs to happen in the term breaks basically yeah um, I don't get more annual leave than anybody else. It's only four weeks a year. So we always sort of have like this plan for four weeks of the year. What are we going to be, where are we going to be going and what kind of like, where are our, our places in the world that we want to go and stay and see. Um, and then uh, for Mike, obviously we just, he also obviously can, he's a bit more flexible with your, your leave probably more than anything else. You yeah, can I think in the last couple of years it's kind of tightened up just because of needing to make sure there's certain cover. Um, a couple of years ago I did have a few restrictions on how long the break I can take at one time. Um, but no, that hasn't really affected us too much. Again, it's just, I guess for us also knowing and planning in advance, it's kind of nice to know during certain times of the year where you're going to, you know, get a couple of weeks off and, and what you're going to do and whether or not that is a, summer you know at a time on the beach or mountain skiing or uh, a european holiday just checking out cities i um, mean again i think one great thing about being in dubai is that five hours from here five six hours from here encompasses such a large area and again you can get away for four days you know you can disappear into a city for four days and just and, and have a good look around um whether that is with the kids or without the kids from time to time. Well, I mentioned in the intro that you're ready to begin full-time travel with the kids. Yeah. Um, so what's the sort of plan with that? And were you, were you planning, on, planning on it this year before COVID happened or? Yeah. Was that what the uh, plan we, was? We, do you know what? It was, we'd been out on a diving trip in Thailand a few years ago now, about three years ago. And we were coming back in from this dive trip and obviously they had a fantastic dive and, feeling super positive about life and I decided to kind of think um maybe we could do this long term and what would that look like and we started talking about it on the boat ride back in and um basically since then it's been like this progressive you know dialogue that we've had about um how it would work what would we do where would we start and it's changed a lot our plans have changed constantly um, and yeah, we plan to be leaving in five weeks from now, so July the 14th, we were oh, supposed wow. to be putting our backpacks on and heading off to Morocco, but um, obviously that's now changed and we'll need to wait a few extra months until we can head off. But um, I mean, I was a little bit upset about it in the beginning and hmm. the impact that it had, but obviously ultimately we can just sort of push it back a few months, it's not going to change things. So, And as you were saying, um, you were planning to do this in terms of financially were you going to be working as freelancers or what what what, what was the in terms of funding it how do you go about that yeah, with two kids as well by the way yeah yeah luckily enough i mean um part of working here in the uae is you do have gratuity scheme um okay. i've been fortunate enough to be with my company now for coming up 10 years so this plan originally was planned to be self-funded um again we kind of had a few thoughts in mind but it was really self-funded a bit of a time frame on it but other than that everything else is and again that time frame is part and parcel of what has changed um 
budget so as well we've got like a pretty strict budget in mind we, we yeah. don't want to spend more than between eighty dollars and a hundred dollars a day okay so that will largely affect where we go and um central and south america is um somewhere that we thought of would be quite sort of feasible in terms of finances and um but also we looked at doing some work while we're on the road and that might be through through various different organizations so yeah. something similar to waffing or something like that obviously with both of our backgrounds you know we're fairly diverse in what we can do we don't mind getting our hands dirty so again just reaching out when we finally get something in plan and, and kind of loosely based around that which you know something where we can sort of sit down for a few weeks um which obviously, again, that in itself opens up at various different opportunities. What, what do you think? I mean, I've been asking all of my guests, uh, what do you think the travel industry is going to look like? Because it's had a, obviously a massive impact already on tourism in certain countries. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be a few years before anything gets back to, to normal? I mean, it's going to have an impact on it. Um, and again, with a lot of the smaller, smaller companies out there, most definitely. Um, I think... You asked me that question two months ago and I probably would have given you a completely different answer because mm. I guess everybody's thoughts on this is changing so rapidly simply because of how things are eventuating. Um, I'd like to think it doesn't have a massive impact on it because simply because of the amount of countries out there that rely so heavily on tourism. I mean, I, I honestly don't know. Um, At the same time, from an environmental perspective, I think giving the time to the planet so it gives it giving the planet some time to kind of recover is maybe not such a bad thing. So if we can go out and find ways to um, still continue with tourism, but do it perhaps more sustainably might be a, um, a positive thing. Um, yeah. Yes, we just have to roll with it. I mean, ultimately yeah. where we sit right now, we don't have a, a precise plan in place. Uh, we're fortunate enough that, again, our travel plans is reasonably flexible at this point in time. Obviously, having the kids definitely will factor in on that. We don't want to hit the road too early if we're not overly comfortable with um, how things are sort of opening up. So it'd be nice to kind of at least sit back and watch maybe the first couple of months when things do start to open, um, just to see how different. Yeah. I mean, everybody's reacting to it differently. Every continent's reacting to it differently. Every country reacting to it differently. So. Again, we, we obviously want to make sure that we're comfortable with it, probably more so, but obviously more so than we're doing it with kids. Um, so we'll wait and see. Again, we're fortunate enough right now that we are in a position that we can give it a little bit of time. Yeah. To finish off, there's a few fun questions that I want, I want to ask you. So, um, so where would you say your favorite place has been so far? As a family, let's just say as a family first. As a family. Um, we went to Georgia uh, okay. in the beginning of the year and skiing trip to Blisi, beautiful. I love Georgia. I thought that was a really, really nice trip. It was one of those places that we only went for a couple of days between Christmas and New Year's, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, fortunate enough to get the start of the uh, ski season. Mm. It was if we'd been on the snow. So that was definitely one of those places that the area itself the one that we would like to get back to eventually. Japan was really cool as well. Ooh. Yeah. I think the hard thing is you're going to get yeah. every single country I've been to since we started having kids because everybody knows every place is slightly different. I mean, Greece. Yeah, Greece, yeah, yeah. Cool. The Greek islands with the kids was just amazing. Um, People. 
yeah and the cool thing with the kids is that you know it definitely opens up a few more doors maybe uh than what you would sometimes get if you didn't have them i mean everybody loves it uh, everybody loves to say hello when you're walking down the road with a pair of kids so definitely helps uh, and do, do the kids appreciate it as well are they are they old enough to sort of understand what travel's like yeah, i think they are yeah. I, I mean they certainly seem to have a good time when they're doing it yeah and i and i do think that they realize how fortunate they are because they've mm. got cousins back home in new zealand who have not traveled much at all so i think that yeah. they know that and um as well obviously living in dubai we've got like a hugely multicultural kind of community around yeah. us all the time school our friends so um you know i think they realize that it's it's a special thing to have friends from all around the world and to have that kind of worldly outlook so yeah actually i actually i remember when i first went abroad as, as, as a six-year-old i was turning seven i still remember that very fondly and so they probably will remember this, you know, when they hit six, you know, their teens and when they get older. So. so it probably have a massive impact on them going forward. And what about um, as as a, as a couple? Then, what would you say was your favourite place you went together before you had the kids? Um, I still remember our first trip to Fiji. Um, oh, okay. Because they got the bug at that time, or it was it was a pretty special trip for me so that one always sits top of my list but it's always hard I mean at the same time the 40th last year to go to Uganda and do well we kind of tied that one in with the our sort of real first African trip so we did South Africa and then up to Zimbabwe we fortunate enough to have a friend up there that we see so that was probably two of my favorites yeah I, I think probably Jordan like if I was to if I was to really pinpoint it I think it would be Jordan um yeah. No, those are good choices, by the way. There's amazing places. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and what would you say? Uh, just the, the, I mean, favorite photograph you've taken abroad? So you've got some, we some have good pictures. Got walls full of photographs. I love to take photos. Um, there's one of my favorite ones. Actually, he's had it on put on his arm. There was a, a is it a temple that we went to see in Sri Lanka? And um, yeah, like kind of the, these statues all lined up in a row praying. And that was one of my favorite photos. We've got this cool photo. I actually just put it on Instagram a couple of days ago, the camel um, with the pyramid, one of the pyramids behind it in Egypt. And that was one, probably another one of my favorite photos. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of along the lines. I mean, there's just, yeah, again, so many. Um, couldn't, couldn't narrow that down even to a half a dozen. Um, Obviously, we sort of starting to run out of wall space now, so yeah. um, kind of keeping files to one side to eventually kind of start printing them out and putting them up on display. So, yeah, couldn't tell you. We do. We print. We print a lot of pictures. That's really it, really. You've you've told us a lot about yourself and what it's like to travel as as a as a family, and it's given me sort of an insight on how you could have kids and and still be able to sort of plan. Um, your, your life around uh, well exploring really um i guess it gives me a bit of confidence if i was to get in a relationship and maybe have kids <laughs> uh, and, and get going um just do just before we finish you've got a website don't you if you just what is the website yeah we're my free range family so my free range family.com and that's the same on instagram my free range family 
and then yeah, Pinterest and it's all brand new. I just started it, so we've been kind the joys of, of lockdowns giving her a little <laughs> bit of time. But I wanted to keep business accounts and keep my personal life kind of separate from yeah. that. So. Um, yes, basically, I know. I mean, I mean, I'm a teacher, and I don't know anything about social media or building websites or anything like that. But I really enjoyed it, and um, it's. Do you know? I think it's given me a lot of confidence in terms of realizing how many people or how many families are out there and doing the same thing and traveling. So it, it feels like there's a really nice community of people out there doing the same thing and that are ready to connect. Um, sort of like a genuine, yeah, community of people. Brilliant. Well, Sharon and Mike, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. And uh, yeah, absolutely. And hopefully we can meet, uh, our paths can meet uh, one day. And uh, on, on the travels, I'm sure we will do. And uh, But yeah, again, thank you very much. You can follow my guests on all of their social media platforms. The details are in the description. That's it for Take a Wonder with Shebs. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms. Until next time. Bye for now.